0: tell gumbo podcast i'm james lewis from simply serpents
1: and i'm april justine from designer exotics
0: each week we'll discuss what is happening in herpeticulture on social media youtube and even on other podcasts
1: we will share our opinions and thoughts on current events as well as the opinions of you the listener
0: make sure to check out our facebook and instagram for interactive polls and posts where you can tell us what you were thinking
1: then listen for your name each week as we share your opinions on the podcast
0: So, sit back and relax. Here's the Reptile Gumbo Podcast. Welcome to episode 26 of the Reptile Gumbo Podcast. Hey, April, this is halfway through the year.
1: Oh my gosh, I completely forgot about that until you just said it.
0: (laughs) I just wanted. to... You know, Twenty six weeks. Yeah. Twenty
1: five <laughs> is not half, half of a 52. year. There you go. Ah, oh, yay! It's <laughs> been half a year. That's exciting. <laughs> Made it
0: half a year,
1: which is awesome.
0: So I can call it quits. So that's that's as much money <laughs> to do. I think.
1: System for half a year. That's that's enough. Plainly.
0: <laughs> now I'm super important in the hobby, and I can get away with whatever I want. Right. That's.
1: Yeah, everyone knows who you are. Everything. It's all good.
0: Yeah, I don't think it works that way. <laughs> So, before we go any farther, I want to make sure, because I know last week I was like, I forgot to mention at the beginning, our sponsor, because I'm super happy about our sponsor, uh, Lone Star Reptile Racks. So, our buddy Robert at Lone Star Star Reptile Racks is our sponsor. He's been killing it lately. Um, I've talked to him. He's got a ton of orders for racks. That does not mean if you need one, don't order from him. He has time to build you one, too. But he is doing really well, and we're super excited for him. So Yeah, absolutely.
1: He sold out. What the morning of the first show, and then he had another show. Was it this weekend or last weekend? He had another show.
0: See, he sold out.
1: It was like three weeks apart. I know that he did the long.
0: He did the long view show. Uh, Well, let me introduce our our co host because she was at the long view show. So (laughs) our co host this week is my wife, and I want to make sure it was not my idea. It was April's (laughs) idea to have
2: my wife. Yeah. So I mean no, I've e- been asking from week one to be a, a guest. So yeah, yeah. It took me twenty six weeks to get here. <laughs>
1: <laughs> and you finally made it. I know. No, I think it's really important to have you on it because you're right by James side. You're super supportive and that gives a different view of everything. So I think it's great to have you on.
2: I know it it was really interesting watching him get everything pulled up on his computer and he has a an extra monitor in here. And I realized I've never actually sat and watched him get everything ready before. And I think this may actually be the longest that I've hung out at one given time in his snake room, too. Just since we've moved, because I've been working on the rest of the house. So it's it's really cool. Well, so, I'm glad you're here.
0: Back to me again.
2: <laughs> <laughs> oh, but, James, <laughs> it's so, going to be a fun show.
0: <laughs> our, our buddy Robert at Lone Star reptile racks did the Longview show, and Katie went to the Longview show to fill in because yeah. I couldn't be there, so she went to go help. My other business partner, we have a, a, a side job called Simply Bio. We make these little bioactive enclosures. They're awesome. So look us up on Facebook, Simply Bio. Just on the free plug. But Robert sold out at the Longview show on day one, I think, at the Longview mm-hmm. show. And then he did the Pueblo, Colorado show two weeks ago. And he sold out all the two racks on day one. And then before the show even opened up on day two, he sold those two racks. He was done. Um and like I said, I've talked to him since then. He's had some big orders from that show that he's filling. And he's got Corpus show and uh, Corpus Christi shows in two weeks, I believe. Mm-hmm. Okay. so uh, if That's you where to- I got
2: the three week thing, I think. Yes. Yeah. And he's got more shows coming up in September because he's going to be at some of the shows that we'll be at. So if if you need a rack from him, I would highly recommend talking to him prior to the show. So that you can arrange a pickup, and you're guaranteed that he's got
0: it. Yes, yeah, what they're selling. If you, if anybody is going to be at any of the Herp shows, uh, Robert's working on being at as many of them or all of them if you can. Uh, talk to him ahead of time and go ahead and get yours ordered, and he can deliver it to a Herp show. But there we go. Go, go buy one from our buddy Robert at Lone Star Reptile Racks. All right. So I got that out of the way, and that way don't forget it. So I want to make sure I got that done. Also, I had written a pair of shirts. Uh, April, I want to get shirts made.
1: Yeah. Okay. Let's get shirts made.
0: But the problem is I don't know who to make shirts Who to get shirts through. So Uh, I'm just throwing this out there to the general public. If anybody knows the best way to do a e-commerce shirt type deal, I know a lot of people do Teespring, but then you hear people go, I don't like Teespring. I don't, I don't know. So I figured I'd throw it out there into the world and see what someone said.
1: The shirts I got from Brandon Williams, Williams, Brandon Wheeler. um, Those are really, really soft. And so whatever company he went through, Brandon, if you're listening, <laughs> let us know. If you're not listening, I'm going to hit you up. Um, I think it might be like the ink.com with the octopus. Okay. Do you know what, Have you ever seen that? Oh, logo? I've seen, I have. Yes. We, yeah. we ordered business cards through ink.com. I think it might be through them, okay. um, but I think Vista also does it, but I don't know if
2: their shirt quality is great, but, or maybe we got business cards through Vista. I don't, know. I don't remember. I'll uh, have to want, go back and look. I want to
0: get one with our, our logo on it because I love our logo. But yeah. I also want someone, if anybody's listening, I know we talked about it like on, the, on one of the live feeds or whatever, I think on Facebook, but I've got an idea for a shirt that needs someone oh. to draw off a design, <laughs> and it's an April shirt. So it's I'm April. so
1: excited. If you, for this logo, man, or this drawing thing you have, I'm going to make pillows out of it. I'm going to make a backpack out of it.
0: <laughs> so I need someone I'm so to,
1: excited. To, oh, my Lord. to draw a
0: cartoon version of April. And Make then, me
1: skinnier too, please. Thank you.
0: <laughs> a cartoon version of April's two ball sack cats. <laughs> her and her ball sack cats, and it needs to say ball sacks aren't just for men.
1: Oh, too oh my good!
0: Gosh. I love it. I'd wear the, that if, shirt. <laughs> It'd be the only shirt with a cat on it I would ever wear. But it's hilarious. And I want I want April in the middle and the two ball sacks on either side of her.
1: There's mm-hmm. this really cute tattoo design where it's like um, they're sitting on a wall and the your their back is facing the it's a picture of the the behinds of the animals and the person so they're like sitting on the ledge and then the two animals are next to them are, so you, was are you thinking th- of getting this tattoo oh no definitely oh. no <laughs> <laughs> I was like no, where are we actually, going with this no because it's a cute design where it's just like a line for the wall and then it has like the girl and her two dogs or whatever and it's very simplistic but I know you kind of we I think we want to make it a little bit more cartoony and exaggerate maybe My cat's titties and the nakedness of them and that kind of thing. I'm kind of guessing.
0: I mean, I wasn't going to exaggerate the titties, but I mean, sure, if we want to exaggerate (laughs) ball sack titties.
1: I mean, honestly, (laughs) their titties don't need exaggerating. They're (laughs) floppy and terrible anyway.
0: (laughs) If anybody has artistic skills that can do this, feel free to message April for pictures of her ball sacks. Yeah. and I, want, I, just, I really want to see that on a shirt. I think it would be hilarious to watch people wear a shirt with you and two ball sacks.
2: And for those people that are just listening, because I'm going to share this on my Facebook later, she has hairless cats, in case you are not sure what they are referring to. Yep. <laughs> my <laughs> <you> naked <ruin laughs> cat. Fun. I am. I'm a fun sucker. What can I say?
0: <laughs> oh, so I had that on there. And then, yeah. So that was my things I needed to get out of the way before we got into the episode, and I forgot about them. Awesome. Now, let's jump to.
2: Oh, no, no, no. There's no jumping yet. Oh, wait. You ask questions of your hosts uh-huh. every week. Just because the two of you know me does not mean That's that true. the rest of the world knows me.
0: Well, I'll let April want you to be on so she can. <laughs>
2: I'm putting right. her on the spot. <laughs> so when did you get started into reptiles or how did you get into introduced into reptiles? So that is 100% James's responsibility. I'm not going to go too far into it because the question on the Facebook mm-hmm. page this week had to do with me. So I'll let him explain all of that and we'll go into more detail then. But um, we were actually talking the other night. And he was talking about how our, our new dog, uh, she's a six month old puppy, how it's his dog unless she tears up something and then she's my dog because she's gotten into trouble. And I was like, yeah, well, that's, I was like, that's how my reptiles are. They're, they're my reptiles until they need to be fed and cleaned and taken care of. That's not how that works. And then they're his reptiles and I just get to look at them. So.
0: They're always my reptiles. I Perfect. Just up, I just end up with reptiles that I never really wanted in the first place.
2: But they're awesome. So it's okay.
1: So, Katie, which ones are yours? Because you're a teacher. So you have um,
2: classroom pets. Which ones I do you have? So I have a bearded dragon that is a rescue. She had metabolic, metabolic, metabolic. metabolic, good gracious, metabolic bone disease. And she had actually lost the function of her legs, but she has since gained them back. Oh, um, so she's doing fabulous and she loves the kids and all the attention. So she's doing fantastic in her life. Um, we have a leopard gecko that I bought in Tinley because I've always wanted one for my classroom. We also have a Brazilian horned frog. I actually bought him a week before the shutdown with well, the, the quarantine. We bought him
0: in New Orleans at the show. At the I New Orleans
2: up. show. That's right. Yep. I was there. You I were. a little one. I know He's huge now. I'll have to oh, post goodness. a picture of him. Um, we also have a corn snake that was also a rescue, and then we have some dairy cow isopods. So we have all kinds of cool stuff. I'm
0: still... Wait, but what she's not saying is that she teaches fifth grade reading. I teach, I do. <laughs> I
2: teach English and no, writing. No, no science. <laughs>
0: this is just in an ELA class. Oh, what
2: can grade. I say? I'm a cool teacher. Um, oh, I though to get the kids involved in different it things. It is, you and know? I teach at a low-income high poverty school. So these kids are not going to have experience with any of this or any other exposure. Right. So it's really awesome. I'm, I'm in the process of trying to figure out how they're going to rotate the animals because we have found out that when we do go back to school next week, the kids are not going to be leaving their homeroom class. The teachers themselves are going to rotate. Um, the kids are going to stay in a static group. So that means two of my three classes won't get to see my class pets but Mm. I think the animals are going to take field trips and go stay in those rooms for a week Um, that way everybody gets a chance to see them
1: yeah that's cool
2: but yeah so it's 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 pretty awesome everybody has a job in the room and again I think that's going to have to change this year so I guess I'm going to have to step up to the plate and actually do the cleaning myself make James come after school and help me one day that's a big step. Uh, I'm proud of you, Katie.
0: I, I have uh, to set up my classroom. I uh, know. So <laughs>
2: I'm way more. F- I'm I'm way farther along in my room than he is with his.
0: Yeah, I I moved room, so I at least moved all the stuff to my new room, and it's sitting in the middle of it. Uh, I, I I I'm lazy. I don't. I'm not ready for work. I've been not working since March. Uh, I've enjoyed it, so now I just need to win the Powerball.
1: <laughs> but wait, are you playing it? Because you, you can only win if you play.
0: That's what I keep forgetting to do. I need to play oh, the Powerball. <laughs> so win the Powerball.
2: It's funny. <laughs> yeah, so those are mine. Um, one of these days, this husband of mine is gonna actually get me a Mexican black king snake because we <laughs> had the chance. $40. We had the chance to get one on our, our very first trip to Tinley and then again on our Daytona, Daytona excuse me. And then again on our honeymoon in Daytona. And
0: no, he uh, passed
2: been. up that opportunity.
0: No, no, no. She said okay, no. That's, that's <laughs> We went to Daytona. I told her she could buy whatever snake she wanted. She ended up buying an anery corn snake and not a black Mexican king. I
2: snake. wanted both,
1: but you, you just way. decided that the pink was prettier, so you had to get that.
0: It's, 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 it's not pink. No,
1: anery. The is the black. Never mind. They're like grays, and I was mixing it up with a mill.
0: And then a following year, you ended up getting the Mexican rosy boas.
2: Oh, that's right.
0: Which I, are mine now. I
2: totally forgot about those.
0: Yeah. So don't don't. don't it's, I did not keep her from getting the snakes she wanted. She kept picking other snakes.
2: Mexican blacking. It's on my list.
0: Yeah, now that it's two hundred dollars. Eleven
2: year anniversary is coming up. You might
0: want to wait for the twentieth year anniversary. Make prices may go back down. Oh
2: goodness,
1: that's true. They might go down. I know. Maybe uh, we'll see.
0: Oh. <laughs> Anyways, can, can I get to our Facebook? You can page get now?
2: you can get to the Facebook page now.
0: Okay. So. Our question this week it was aimed because I knew we were going to have Katie on. It said, "How did you introduce your significant other to reptiles, and are they okay with them now?" Because I've heard some horror stories from people like significant others that are just don't like them, uh, they, they don't want to get over it. And at, at that point, I'm just like, "Well, that probably should not be your significant other." But
2: that, that blows my mind. So, I mean, you should know going into the relationship what comes with it, and. If you can't accept that, then that's not the relationship for you. Yeah.
1: That's Um, honestly, so I'm just dating right now and I put it out there like you don't have to like them, but you have to accept them, accept that they're either going to be in the house or in their own separate building on the property. And I will be gone a lot of weekends during the year to go do shows and stuff. And that's just how it is.
2: And if you don't like it, let's just move on now. (laughs) When we started dating, that's, I mean, we've, we've been together for almost 16 it'll be 16 years in February so 15 and a half years we've been together and we've long. been t- married for 11 in a couple weeks it's time for a change. I mean goodness <laughs> um but I, I I was okay if they were in a cage I was okay if they weren't out mm-hmm. if they were out I didn't want to be in the same well, room so
0: when we started dating we were both in college I did not currently have any repels with me at college to live in the dorms and that was a fiasco so I didn't have anything with me and at my parents' house was my adult male rainbow boa, which I still have. Uh, I had a baby or a young red tail boa, a Colombian red tail boa. And I had two just god-awful doomerals boas. I love doomerals boas, and I've always wanted to own them. But those two have really spoiled it. At some point, I'm going to try it again. I had one that wouldn't eat and one that only wanted to kill you. And I ended up getting rid of them. But those are the only four snakes I had at the time. And they were at my parents' house like four hours away, five hours away. Uh, so it wasn't until she came to visit my parents for the first time that she actually was around the animals and got it that process went pretty well
2: the smaller one totally freaked me out though it was the the rainbow boa who has the personality of this just little old man he's just so (laughs) chill and he was what got me over my fear i guess and the more more i learned about them and the more i was around them and the more i would listen to him talk about them i realized that if we were going to become a permanent thing that i had to learn to accept the snakes Yeah, they weren't going away um and i can honestly say that i'm cool with everything we have in our house except for my child's madagascar hissing cockroaches which we don't have anymore but she asked about them the other day and I, I what did I you, you not you? tell her that they like died or something oh no no she, no, she knows she, know. Know. she she took care of she them. she wants
0: more is what she was and
2: i don't know oh. mm.
0: so what happened is she and i my daughter and i it was i don't know probably five years ago went to uh-huh. she bug was three day, which was an event here in town It was all about bugs we, she and i went alone to bug day never again and they, <laughs> they, they were selling madagascar hissing cockroaches for a dollar a piece which oh are God.
2: really cool cockroaches well, they no. are and my daughter but wanted, they're, huge. they're huge oh man and
0: my daughter wanted one i was like let's get a pair of them and that was a mistake because that led to babies which was that's a whole nother story and a whole nother oh. can of worms but we got them and then we just kept like, every time one would die, we'd, I knew I had a friend that had some, we'd get more, and we'd get more, which just oh, replaced him this time.
2: Oh, no. But when he, he called me to tell me, he's like, hey, Joe wants to talk to you. So he puts our three-year-old on the phone. I think she was four. No, it was when she had her broken arm. Oh, that's right. She was three. And she was so excited. because By- the way,
0: we did not break our daughter's arm. <laughs> of- that she was on a playground at It happened
2: aired. at school. <laughs> and she,
0: she ran off She off the slide, ran, fell, and then fractured her arm. Um,
2: but she was so excited about her new cockroaches. And I was like, just put daddy back on the phone. And never again are they allowed to go anywhere by themselves.
0: You say that. I sent y'all to, lawn to you by yourself. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. I'm like, there, there's another, another story here. i oh, no, A gecko.
1: We have a crusty charlie yeah because james left you two alone
2: i mean and-
0: <laughs> and I, no my daughter texted me asking if she can have a oh what does she want she
2: wanted a hermit crab a
0: hermit crab and i was like uh, let's get settled in the new house and then we'll figure it out from there i come home and find out oh whatever i said doesn't matter we now have a gecko
2: he's a cool gecko yeah some little pictures of charlie charlie's really cute charlie is fun
0: yeah his new cage is awesome his
2: new setup is really great thanks to me james spruced it up some i saw the picture it got
1: more plants in there yeah looking fancy we went to michael's and
0: michael's has fake pothos like it looks super real
2: it does look real i can vouch for that
0: and i and i made a big mat of it that hangs on the side of the tank and then i made some vines come down It looks really good.
2: See, I think he was really only upset that we got him because he didn't get to help us set anything up. No.
0: (laughs) It's a thing with legs, they eat more often. It's a pain. And it's not our daughter's lizard because our daughter has been been here most of the summer. So it's not our lizard. But, anyways, to get
2: get back to the Facebook question. question.
0: Uh, let me read some of these replies. Uh, Amanda rule, which we've talked to Amanda on here before. Mm-hmm. says we got into snakes about two years after dating. So her and Dallas got into snakes about two years after dating. Uh, they suggested a low maintenance pet, that and then they ran with it. Um, she convinced him that they should go to Southeast carpet fest, which we went to this year. Mm-hmm. Uh, our, yeah, this year, I forget what year mm-hmm. we're in now.
2: Mm-hmm. We went this, this year, year
0: yeah, this year. It's February. This year's lasted about five years. Uh, and then he met. They met Cody and Pia. And then, uh, as all, it's always been our collection. The two of them together, it's been their collection, which is kind of cool. So there it are a couple cool. who got into reptiles after they got together. Whereas, as I read through a lot of these, I like Ryan's like the only one.
2: I like Ryan's response. Ryan Holland. Yeah.
0: Uh, Ryan Holland said initially uh, he had no interest. Not uh, he, not Ryan, but his significant other had no interest in reptiles. The first time he came to his house, <laughs> he watched his gecko chameleon for the entire time. Fast forward seven months. And then he got his own uromastix.
2: Which are such cool lizards. Herpes. They really are.
0: But that is, That's the problem with reptiles is they are addictive. And uh, you can catch that from other people. It's, it's, different, <laughs> it's different than the other herps you can catch from other people. This is the good one. Good one. Uh, <laughs> Riley says that Riley's cheating. They're both zookeepers. So that's cheating. Uh, that person's already into it.
1: Yeah, but she ha- he had to do some convincing. Maybe not so much convincing, but the location. They were once in the master bedroom, and that, I don't believe, was okay with her.
0: I can see that. That's why, when we bought this house, the number one rule is they had to have a reptile room. <clears throat> that right. Was, I had to have somewhere I like could put all my reptiles because they weren't going any I didn't, I didn't want just a like a regular spare bedroom. I needed something with size.
2: That took so many options off of our list while we were searching for houses. It does.
0: Reptiles do limit where you can live. If you you do it on, like if you own one snake, obviously it does not limit where you can live. But if you do it like April, yourself or myself and you need, you need room for it. So
2: Ashley's was a, a, I thought that was a funny response. Also,
0: you act like you read these ahead of time. You're reading them the first time right now.
2: Don't give away my secrets, (laughs) man. She's Uh, doing great.
0: (laughs) Ashley says, uh, I held a pissing toad in kindergarten uh, he thought I was super, wait, I help. Ashley needs to uh, spell check.
2: Oh, come on. Okay, look, I'll read it for okay. you. So she held a pissing toad in kindergarten, and he thought that she was super creepy. And then 20 years later, they got married, which I think is kind of fabulous, personally. <laughs> so she breeds reptiles, and now her significant other is full-time building reptile enclosures, which is pretty cool. I
0: like. Uh, Travis Wyman's. Travis Wyman said, my OKCupid okay, profile mentioned that I spend Friday evenings feeding the menagerie. And during one of our early conversations, she asked for clarification on that. She did not bat an eye over me- my having them, just wanted to make clear that my hobby was mine. I should never expect her to be involved. It was a pretty easy compromise. Once we moved in together, the only other caveat was to not have any on the main floor so that friends who were uncomfortable with snakes would not be afraid to visit. Which that makes I get, sense. I get that. But I'm also mm-hmm. one of those I hate when people are like, "Oh, you have reptiles. I'm never coming to visit." And I'm thinking, "I never invited you." I don't know why that has to be your first. <laughs> I've gotten
1: there. that a lot too. I'm we, I'm not going to come. It's like, "Okay, not we, missing you.
2: We have a new principal at our school and my corn snake is the only cage in my room that has a lock on it. Uh, the others don't, but my corn snake does have a lock on it. I have a key, James has a key. And so when I met to meet with her for the first time, I was like, so I don't know if you've been told, but I have animals. And she's like, oh, well, I mean, I don't need to ever come in your classroom. <laughs> I was <laughs> like, it's, it's your call. She's in a locked cage. It's okay. <laughs> That's one way to keep your boss out. I know.
0: <laughs> I liked uh, Dominique DeFocco's reply was, taking lots of notes for when I can maintain a relationship long enough to get there. That's so funny. Uh, oh. Tucker Miller said they told his girlfriend he wanted snakes and then found out she kept hog noses for a few years before they met. So that worked out for him. Scott Iper says his wife is the collection manager and a herper in her own right. So that's still cheating. He married into someone who was already a reptile person. Cheater. But so that's, those were some of the ones I saw. Uh, Yeah. How do you introduce, how do you introduce yourself to a new person? Do you tell them right away that, Hey, I've got a room full of snakes at my house.
1: Um, so I'm on some, uh, dating apps and stuff and on my profile, like what I say, like what I'm into, I do like a reptile enthusiast slash breeder. Um, and sometimes they'll ask me questions about that right off the bat. So I mean, most people don't even look at the profile, so let's be real here. But, um, I also put like what I'm looking for is someone who's like reptile accepting. Um, and then it will come up. Oh, I like that phrase.
2: Yeah. Reptile accepting. I like that. Yeah. Because,
1: like, I I don't care. You don't have to love them. Like, I don't expect you to love them. I don't expect you to do anything with them except just accept that they're there, that they're going to be around either in the house, outside, you know, in their own building, but they're going to be here and it's not something I plan on stopping. So, If you have, like, an inherent terrible fear of them, it's probably not going to work
2: out, you know? Obviously, um, you know, my coworkers are not a significant other. But since the teachers are rotating classrooms this year, I did ask my new coworkers how they felt about the reptiles. Just because they're going to be teaching in my classroom for an hour and a half each day. And if they are uncomfortable with them, I was going to make arrangements and adjustments. But I like that reptile-accepting
0: I'm just wondering if when guys see your profile and see that you keep snakes, if they're expecting a completely different kind of girl.
2: They might, but I mean,
1: I have a bunch of pictures on there and stuff, so. That's true. You know. I
0: just think, because the general public, when they hear someone owns snakes, they don't picture myself or yourself.
2: Right, right, oh, exactly. Oh, absolutely not.
0: They're always yeah. freaked out. They I don't always, have enough tattoos. Yeah, when they when they find out Katie has snakes at her house, anybody finds out, they're always shocked by that one. Because, like, normal people don't own snakes. Yeah.
1: Yeah, I get a lot a lot of questions once they find out and sometimes it's really annoying because it's like, I know you don't even care and it's just some weird fascination thing that you have and it's not to get to know me in any way. And
2: it's like the questions get like really borderline annoying, but I try to be nice about it. I I always play, I teach fifth grade. So I have a bunch of 10 year olds and I always play two truths and a lie to get to know everybody on the first day. Mm -hmm. And one of my truths is that we have Now the number will go up because we've had a lot of babies, but it's always, you know, we have over 40 reptiles at our house and they always think that's the lie. Right. Uh, Every now and then I'll have one that's like, yeah, but we have class pets. So she probably has more at home and they'll figure it out. But yeah, yeah. That's always a a fun one.
0: Like when we started dating, I I made sure she understood that. Yeah, I had four at the time, but it's not where it's stopping
1: right it will will definitely
0: grow and we started dating in 2005 we went to our first daytona in 2005 and we came back with like five or six corn snakes and then
2: we worked at the zoo at the time and so
0: we worked at the zoo not at that time well not at that time but two years
2: later when we were planning our wedding we worked at the zoo so we planned our honeymoon around the daytona show yeah, because you only get so many
0: days off.
2: I got to go to Disney and SeaWorld and the beach in Daytona, and he got Daytona. So it was a win win for all of us.
0: Yeah, you only get so many days off. You got to plan your wedding. The wedding was the weekend before Daytona. So we could go do our wedding, spend the week doing all the stuff she wanted to do, and then the reptile show the next weekend.
2: And you got Pandora that weekend.
0: I did get. I, did
2: I get, bought you a I, snake for our, honey, for our, my, our for wedding my, gift. My
0: first albino boa, which unfortunately I lost when I lost all my. All my boas died, but yes, I did. That was a wedding gift. I did get... Uh, See,
1: that's a great wedding. thing about dating someone who's into reptiles like we are, because you always know what to get them. <laughs>
0: always. I what, was <laughs> okay, like, what should I get you? I was like, money. Because yeah. money can buy any snakes. So like, it's it's, it's pretty easy. Yeah. We've uh, out even... the last
2: Go few ahead. years. We have found like posters that he's been wanting to collect, or like little reptile-related Funko Pops, or different books that he doesn't have in his collection, so... Daddy doesn't read, but I I I, read. Josephine and I do, so it's okay. That's good. <laughs>
0: they look really pretty on my bookshelf in my snake room. They
2: really do.
0: So I, I can I'll, – I'll jump real quick to a, a side note. I do have the Bolin's book from Ari, and we can talk about just real quick. Uh, Ari Flagle has is selling a Boland's mask. Well, he has sold all of the Boland's masks that he had produced uh, to help out a family in Papua. Uh, but I've been told that he is getting more mask made. So it's a really cool mask. It's got like the, if you've ever seen, or is it the black snake project logo with the Bolin's face on it? It's got that on the mask. So keep your eyes open for when he orders more and you get on the second order. I, they sold out quick though. Cause I found out about it. And then like the next message in the group chat was they're sold out,
1: <laughs> which is great. You know, that, that they were able to sell out. That's awesome.
0: So, but anyways, back to, back to this. So yeah, it, it's always interesting. The one thing I don't get when I see, you know, my significant other doesn't like this. and like that. Um, my significant other is my best friend. So I don't, I don't get a lot of the comments where like people are so separated by their partner and what they do. Cause when I go to a reptile show, Katie goes with me, she works the table with me, even though the reptiles aren't hers. And sometimes she's having to guess at what to tell the person. Cause she, can. Hey,
2: I'm getting pretty good at that. Thank you very much. <laughs> I have been giving. I sold a lot of stuff for Simply Bio at that last show. I was pr- that was the first time at any reptile show that I felt important and a part of the team. It was great.
0: <laughs> that is not true. I've never made you not. Oh no,
2: you more. have not. I I do that to myself, one hundred percent. I don't want to embarrass I, you.
0: I'm not about you. I'm, <laughs> I'm good. No, April may embarrass me. I don't
1: you embarrass me so we're good we're even <laughs>
0: <laughs> so i just i always think when someone's picking out a significant other i say picking out like you went to a show and you found one but when you're finding your significant other they've got to be accepting of you and, and we've talked about before when talking about the reptiles it's that is us you know your your blood pythons are you they're not a thing you do they're not just something you have They're you. My my reptile collection is me. And so if you can't accept those things, then you obviously don't accept the person.
2: I mean, James collects reptiles and I collect craft stuff. So it's okay. And I just craft a whole lot.
0: You don't feed craft stuff. I know. I've never had to go feed your box of fabric clippings.
2: I know. So my stuff's better than yours. Is that what you're saying? No, my stuff (laughs) makes money.
0: You also haven't sold any of your stuff. I've sold a bunch of babies lately. Not lately. Oh, so anyways, that's, I I enjoyed that question. I enjoyed reading everybody's responses about how they did it. Um, I have, like I've I've talked to some people who have significant others that aren't accepting of it. And my advice is usually that probably doesn't need to be your significant other. And that may seem like, but if you love the person, I, I get it. But I feel like if they don't love all of you, which is everything you do, then you're probably not supposed to be with that person.
1: And I've said before to someone, like, if you joke around in a negative way about my hobby and make me feel bad about it, like, I don't accept that. And that's, that's a no go for me. You know, people like, like James, sometimes you poke and prod and make fun of people and stuff. If someone was to do that towards my hobby, my significant other was to do that towards my hobby and make me feel bad about something. Mind you, James, you don't make me feel bad, but (laughs) (laughs) just letting you know, you don't make me feel bad. But um, if they were to make me, you know... Just even second guess what I was doing or that I was weird because of it or anything like that. Any negative connotation, if they made me feel that they'd be out, they'd be done.
0: So. Yeah, because it's different. Like when I poke about making fun of ball pythons, because like our, bu- our buddy Robert at Lone Star Reptile Racks picked up a ball python this past weekend. I commented on the picture. I was like, oh joy, a ball python. But Robert knows I'm joking and I am I'm enjoy anybody getting a new snake. I don't care what it is. But when someone like that pokes at you for your hobby or something like that, they're not poking at you like. Ah, it's funny and then they're super accepting of it you know that inside they're like this is really dumb and i wish this wasn't part of them
1: right or like if you're in a a social atmosphere and they say something that is low-key embarrassing but you kind of just laugh it off because you're in a social situation like that's not okay either you know it's like you either support me 100 behind closed doors and in the public or you're out you know
0: yeah we uh it's funny because like when we got married we got asked so are you going to get rid of the reptiles? And I'm thinking I don't understand how those two things are connected.
2: And then we were asked again when we, we have- found out that we were going to have Josephine, and this room she spends more time in this room with him than I do.
0: Yeah, I, I told them both times when we got married and when we had Joe, I was like, no, we're probably going to get more. It's like neither one of the, neither one of those events are going to cause me to get rid of my animals. And and I get people when they say, well, I had a snake and so we got rid of it when we had a baby. I get it, I guess for their situation. But there was no way that was going to happen to me. I wasn't getting rid of my snakes because of my kid. I was going to raise my kid with my snakes and she'll fully understand what it is. Um, I think some, so many times people judge the whole situation, especially like when I know you're far removed from having kids right now. But when, when you have kids, everybody assumes uh, you should parent the way they do. And so, like, if I have a house full of snakes, someone else would have a house full of snakes, obviously, I should get rid of them and be like them. And I'm like, no, that's, that's how, how my house works.
2: Well, yeah. and, and something else that, you know, and I get this is a reptile podcast, but think about when people are moving to a new house and they have to post online, oh, I need a new home for my dog because my new apartment won't let me have them. Well, then find a new apartment. Mm -hmm. You know, that's always my, whenever I see those posts, my first thought is, well, then you're not looking hard enough for a new place to live. If if you truly have this pet, whatever the pet is, you know, you're going to do what you can. I mean, That was one of the first things when we started looking for a house to buy. It had to have a yard big enough for the tortoises and it had to have a bonus room that he could use for a snake room. There were so many houses that I wanted to look at the inside, but I knew it didn't meet those requirements. And, you know, that's kind of how your significant other has to just accept that. There are so many other things out there that he can have for a hobby that are so much worse than reptiles. And... You know, at the end of the day, if I just have to stick my head in the room and say, hey, are you coming to bed anytime soon? Like last night, he was thawing out stuff to feed. So, no, he didn't come to bed when I did. But he was still in the house. He wasn't out running the roads. Yeah, I mean,
0: if you want to make sure that you have a significant other that's not going to cheat on you or do (laughs) make sure you find somebody that has reptiles because they don't have money or time (laughs) to go do other things. That's funny. And if they're hanging out with anybody else, they're other reptile people.
2: Who okay. are just as weird as they are, so it works.
0: And they're probably looking for reptiles. They're not out doing anything else. So anyways, that that's my uh, my advice to anybody out there because I feel like... I uh, feel like
2: we're talk show hosts, like, like giving relationship
0: advice. So, yeah. so, <laughs> I
2: think it's wonderful. So, we are by
1: no
0: means so lonely, perfect. <laughs> dear Lonely in Seattle, what I think you should do is... <laughs> no, but I, again, I think that we've talked about before this whole hobby is not just a fad for most of us it is us and if the person doesn't accept it they're not the person it's, for you it's
2: all about communication people
0: <laughs> so. all right so that's our questions now let's move on to the things our listeners suggested uh this week jason posted a video which i thought was kind of funny i
2: did too um, i actually watched this oh, video i, did I know
0: <laughs> um it was a video of a green iguana, a big green iguana. Obviously, had it had to be in Florida or somewhere in South America. But uh, this cat. Oh, wait, no, that's a different one. This is the one with the dog. This the one with the dog. Did uh, you not watch no, this one? I watched one with the cat.
2: Oh, I haven't seen one with the cat.
0: There's one with an iguana, and this cat comes up to an iguana, and the cat and the iguana mm-hmm. snacks the crap out of it. No,
2: this dog. Oh, i pull this up. Okay, so. It's, ve- it's very similar though it's very similar yeah it is know, no this is the it's one with the water, water monitor, monitor in thailand
0: man look how prepared i
2: am um so if you scroll back to the top you'll be able to see like the whole oh but you- oh you're gonna actually watch the video i
0: was gonna watch the video oh okay Should i not watch the video
2: well i mean you can i was just gonna if you
0: scroll up it'll tell you what it what it is yeah but that's not as much fun as watching these dogs get smacked by oh, a water monitor.
2: Oh my! So goodness. the dogs are barking, and they're, they're being super noisy and super loud, and the water monitor just has enough, basically. <laughs> uh,
0: and so that's really cool. But I'm never going to get to watch it, because there's 5 million pop-up ads. Oh my gracious.
2: I didn't have this issue on my phone.
0: Yeah, see, that's why it's easier to watch stuff on. Anyways, if you want to watch, uh, there's still pictures. Yeah, it's a, it's a big old water monitor beating the crap out of some dogs, which is hilarious.
1: Mm-hmm. Just like tails slapping Yeah, at yeah. 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 That's crazy. And those tails hurt, man. Wow.
0: Oh yeah, it can I mean on a big water monitor, it can break bones. So fun.
2: I mean, in this water monitor, you can see in the still shot, it's he's big. I mean, I mean he's, it's like the size of the dog.
0: It's like a six foot water monitor. Um and then one other thing we had from a listener, was Scott Iper, and Scott wrote a novel here. So I'm gonna try and read it because I thought it was kind of kind of interesting. So I don't know if you looked at it or not. You had a busy week, but it says There was an interesting case where a person had bought a difficult to keep snake from a dealer. The animal had significant issues that were not apparent when purchased uh, via the photos. So there's something wrong with it that you couldn't tell through photos. This left the purchaser with an ethical dilemma. He had paid top dollar for an animal that was uh, effectively one of a kind that was suffering from a condition that is often fatal caused by stress and incorrect husbandry. If he sent the animal back, the shipping would almost certainly kill the snake but the seller did not want to come to the table if the animal was not shipped back. Uh, The buyer is left with an animal that he he has purchased for top money that is not what it should be, and he asked for thoughts.
2: Okay, so before you give your thoughts, my first question was, why didn't the seller, why didn't the dealer tell the seller that they're, like, why did the dealer even sell it?
0: It's an easy one. It's just, it's I just, people are jerks.
2: I know, but I just like that to me, that tells me that that person never needs to sell anything in this hobby again. I guess mm-hmm. because but I guess because I'm around you so much and you are so particular when it comes to selling your snakes and the babies and you make sure that they've eaten so many times and you keep really good records of that. And I don't know, I guess that's how I assume everyone should be and i just
0: and i don't i don't know what the animal is scott all he said was it's an import and it's an albino uh, that's, that's a new morph that's a new morph and it's a difficult species to keep if you don't know what you're doing so i'm not sure which which animal he's talking about or what it is but uh that's a tough one like i i mean i guess I mean, you can return it and get your money but then you lose the chance to possibly work with this animal. If you could bring it back around, I guess that's that's where it depends. Like, can you save it? Now,
2: Jason asked a lot of really great questions though. Like would keeping the snake put a financial burden on the buyer? Um, is it a turn,
0: put a burden on the collection? Cause you have less money to spend your collection.
2: Right. Is it a pet display animal? Is it a potential breeding project? Um, you know, he kind of, he, I agree with what he said about believing in karma. Um, Because the seller, in my opinion, should have never sold it knowing it had issues, which is kind of crappy of them. I
1: agree. Like, and like, like you said, if you're going to sell something with issues, it's going to be basically you're giving it away. And, you know, the, under the premise that I don't know what's going to happen with this thing, you know, and you probably shouldn't breed it kind of a thing. Because that's my concern is if I, if I, if something came out of the egg and was a little bit wonky and I'll say it right now, my Sumatrans have come out and I have one that has a huge bubble eye.
0: Nah. If it sheds
1: out and the eye is fine, then that's going to be an incredibly discounted pet snake, if not a giveaway. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um You know, no matter who the parents are and what the genetics may be like that, that's not right. And I think having good ethics in this hobby is very important because everything's word of mouth. Absolutely. You know, once you tarnish your reputation, it is very, very, very hard to, you know, build that back up.
0: Yeah. This story, I wish I knew more, like... So the uh, the person selling, if it's an import, I wonder if the person selling it is an importer or if they bought it from an importer and then they took bad care of it. And then now they're trying to resell it. Cause I'm just thinking if you're selling a basically one of a kind animal, it gets out there that this one of kind of animal got sold and it's going to get out there because it's the only one people are going to know whether it worked or it didn't work. Your name is ruined. So like, I, mm-hmm. I can't imagine you're a constant seller of stuff because that's going to ruin your name. So I'm wondering if this is a one-off sell for this person or what but yeah, that, that would suck. I mean, cause I don't know the price tag that's got paid for whatever it is, but you've got to imagine it wasn't a small price tag.
1: So, yeah. Not if it's one of a kind, that's it's crappy situation.
0: Yeah. Part of me goes, well, you know what? I'll keep it and I'll see if I can get it back to health. If it's something that can be fixed, get it back to health and then try and recruit my money through breeding it, which two things that like you'd want to breed it just to see if you could reproduce it. And two, I mean, you do at some point. It is a business. Like if you're buying something that expensive, that's an investment, and you need some return on investments. Um, and people can go, "Well, that seems heartless, whatever." But it's not. If you spend fifteen, twenty, thirty thousand dollars on a snake, that's an investment. You're expecting to make something back on that. Um, if you're not, then I would. I would also like twenty thousand dollars if you're just handing out twenty thousand dollars.
1: <laughs> yeah. Thank you, I'll please, and thank you. No joke. I mean, I'll,
0: I'll give you a snake too for It won't be a twenty thousand dollars snake, but I guess it. will Oh be
1: wow! Snake. What would you like? We can make it happen. Man, that can go in several directions, guys.
0: <laughs> so that was the two things we got this week from listeners: um, a monitor tearing up the crap out of some dogs, which again was not the video I saw. I saw. I don't. I must. I, I, I was
2: didn't was. see the one with the cat.
0: It was, but it was an iguana beating the crap out of a cat.
2: That's pretty great. Which was hilarious. But... Um,
0: and then. Uh, Scott Iper's question here, which is again, is a tricky one, and it's and it's one in the hobby that maybe not on this scale. You see all the time, though. I mean, unfortunately, people people willing to sell pretty much anything. And like Katie said, when I have baby Sambo's, they eat at least four meals before they leave me. Um, yep,
1: mine's four to six.
0: Yeah, you know, yeah. So I'm, that's why a I'm, I'm minimum of four meals before I'll sell them, just because I don't want something bad to happen. And if something does happen, and someone gets an animal, say it does ship, and for some reason it quits eating then I will make all efforts to either help them get that one feeding or find a way to get it shipped back to me and ship them one in replacement. Cause I mean, it, it's, I understand that a lot of people are, if you're breeding one or two animals, you're probably strapped for cash. Sometimes it's, it's not, that's not a business job job for you. that's a hobby and you may not have the extra money to do it, but if you are selling animals, then you need to save some of that money you made off of selling those animals for situations that may occur from selling those animals. You know what I mean? Like if I sell an animal, it doesn't eat. I'm going to pay to have it shipped back and pay to ship the new one to them, which means I know I need to have some money set aside for when issues arise, because that's the right thing to do.
2: But not everyone is going to do the right thing. And that's, you know, I don't know, Scott, it's a crappy situation. So
0: anyways, moving on to YouTube videos this week, which I watched these YouTube videos. <laughs> I know I watched
2: these. April and I can talk about these YouTube videos because mm-hmm. you're, you're going to talk enough to tell us all about them so we won't need to I watch them. them to you I told him when I agreed to be on here that I was going to try to talk more than he did because I felt like he talks too you much on the podcast. That, but <laughs> I but that's I did. so funny. I did. Oh,
1: that's amusing.
0: That's because I'm important and I have important shit to say and people need to hear it.
1: I just want to make sure you you feel important, so that's why I just, you know. Somebody needs to make sure he feels
2: important, because (laughs) I apparently, I I caught up on the podcast last night, and Mm -hmm. I was so proud of myself, because on the episode last week at the end, he told Darren, you know, well, you at least listen to everything. My wife doesn't even listen to all of them. I was like, hey, now, I'm caught up. Leave me alone. And then you have this week off, because you're on it, so you're good. I know. I'm going to have to play it, though, otherwise it's going to show up as an unlistened episode, and my OCD (laughs) will kick in, and I can't have that. That. So. that's so funny yeah i can't
0: <laughs> so first youtube video we've talked about these guys a lot just because i really like the videos and obviously if anybody out there has a better youtube channels than ones that we tend to bring up over and over again please send them to me um i would gladly watch good reptile youtube channels because there's plenty of crappy reptile youtube channels that i try to steer clear of uh but primitive predators did an outdoor chameleon cage, which I just think in general is an awesome idea. Obviously, this is only a thing that you can do in certain areas. Um, they live in Florida, so outdoor caging for reptiles is doable there. But I've always loved the idea of being able to fence in and close in like a tree and have multiple chameleons live in there and then just watching them interact. And it was a really cool setup. They had uh Jackson's chameleons, which I've always loved because they remind me of Triceratops. So I love Jackson's chameleons. I think they had veiled some other ones, but it's just a neat. They went in there, they dump crickets on the bushes, and you can see the chameleons all start to move around and eat. It's just a neat idea. I like I like seeing new, our different kinds of caging ideas. You know, everyone always does the the reptile screen cage for the chameleon with mm-hmm. a plant in the middle of it, and that's cool. And that's what most people have to do if you live anywhere other than probably Florida. That's what you have to do need to see a large scale and it was a communal there were multiples living in there even though some people go that's horrible don't put multiple animals together right. but i mean nature does. if it, there's
1: so. enough space and they're not like on top of each other's like yeah. mini territories you have know you
0: ever, have you ever seen a mimosa tree
1: <laughs> no but it sounds delicious
0: <laughs> 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 so it's it's an invasive tree but it's really pretty it's it's it branches out and kind of like Almost like those classic like uh, African trees or the like acacia trees, where they branch out and they kind of look umbrella shaped. Mm-hmm. Um, they have these very thin fern-like uh, leaves that actually close up at night and spread back open during the day. And they have these pink puffball flowers on them. And they grow; they're a legume. They're a giant legume tree. They actually grow these big like seed pods.
2: I just sent you a link with a bunch of pictures. Okay,
0: but. Because of the way they fan out and the way they look, I always thought it would be amazing if you could close in a mimosa tree and do chameleons. We used to have a house that had a mimosa tree in it. I thought, man, this would be awesome just because it has these large re-outreaching branches. And the tree doesn't get massive. It's a decent-sized tree. But
2: This is going to make me sound like a horrible wife because I'm sure he's told me about this before. And this is like the first I can recall. I'm 100% told you about this. Yeah. I, I'm like, man, I didn't realize you liked chameleons this much.
0: Well, I, okay. So I like chameleons. They're just a pain in the ass to take care of. And I know someone out there right now has got chameleons. Mine is fine. I've that's, never had luck
1: with chameleons. That's great.
0: They're a pain in the ass for me to take care of. We also...
1: I don't have luck with frogs. So I just... I already know chameleons are going to be off.
0: Oh, well, to go back to when we first started dating. So in college, she, the first thing I think we bought her were... veiled
2: chameleons Two
0: baby veiled chameleons, which at the time we didn't realize were too young to get. But they were, I mean, itty bitty... And they both died. We couldn't get them to eat. We couldn't, it, it was, I mean, and granted, a lot of it was probably on us too. It was the first time we'd ever owned them and we didn't do the research like we should have. And, you know, this was a while back. But um, I did at one point, someone gave me a, uh, what did they give me? They gave me a Panther chameleon, an adult Panther chameleon and an adult Ustalets chameleon, which are really cool because they're giant. The, the other problem I have with chameleons is, these two were adults, full-grown adults, and if anybody knows about chameleons, they don't live long. No. They live, like, five to eight years, so you get, like, panther chameleons. I've never bought one because – and the price has gone down, but they used to be, like, six, $700 a piece. I was like, I can't pay that. And then my, my the, part, the other part of my brain is like, I can't pay that and not plan on breeding it, and then it die in five years. Like, it just – I couldn't do that. Um so I don't have a chameleon as much as I think like they're really cool, and I think like this idea that Primitive Predators did with this outdoor uh, walk-in cage with all these chameleons is really neat. But that's that's an easier way to do it because that's a really hands-off nature's taking care of it as long as you make sure that it's getting rained on or you spray it with a sprinkler or whatever, and you go in there and dump crickets. Nature's doing everything else, and they're pretty good. But yeah, that's my that's my thing on chameleons. I love them, but I can't keep them
1: yeah they're super pretty
0: they are really awesome
1: i appreciate just, them but i don't think it would be fair to put them in my hands
0: no they have a little oven mitt hands which are hilarious to watch grab sticks <laughs> <laughs> even,
1: the, even, even just their eyes too going in the different directions oh yeah different
2: things they're really fun i, to watch. I love lizards and
0: they eat so much
2: I, so. they they do require a great deal of care and I think if, if you are responsible enough to say, this is a cool animal, but it's not the animal for me, I think that, that's, that speaks highly of you as an individual.
0: When well, we talked before about uh, beginner animals, I definitely don't think you, you see chameleons for sale in like petcos and pet stores and stuff. I'm like, these should not be for sale here. Uh, to me, I, and there may be someone out there who's been taking care of chameleons for 20, 30 years and think, oh no, anybody can do it. I don't think chameleons are a very good first time pet. They shouldn't be in somewhere like Petco or PetSmart where they can be a, a, a buy that someone's just, Oh, I want that. And they're a quick buy. And, and you, know, you know, they're not going to make it, especially when they take them and they're going to buy that. And they're going to go buy a 20 gallon glass tank to put it in, which is not the best setup for it. Yeah. Either. So that's one thing I wish I'd see disappear from pet stores is chameleons. On, it replaced. There's plenty of lizards out there that are perfectly fine and suitable pet lizards for a first-time owner chameleons aren't one of them
1: Mm-mm. crusties and leopard geckos would be my go-to
0: those are great yep. i like uh, i know they're a high temperature one when I mean, we talk about euros but i also like the sudan plated lizards i think those are really awesome
1: those yeah, are I neat i had some of those i love them I
0: and mean, you know all, as long as you get the temperature high enough they're an awesome looking and they're a decent size i mean they get like a foot yeah. and a half sometimes mm-hmm. um those are great i think i the Oh, why wow, is my brain going blank? Lizards from out west that look like Euros, but they're not Euros. Um, geez. Yes, all three of us have brain farts right now. Someone's yelling, at, someone's yelling at their phone or their, their computer right now. Um,
1: what the? Chuck Wallace? Chuck Wallace. Yes, okay. I'm like, when that came out of my mouth, that didn't sound right.
0: But Chuck Wallace, I think those should be – I mean, I know that they're protected in some areas, which is probably why that's an issue, but those are an awesome beginner pet. Again, it's a high-temperature lizard. But it's a really cool lizard. So, if anyone's listening, if you if you've never had a lizard, chameleons are probably not the first one to get. Just just my. I concerns. mean, unless you're
1: super dedicated, do a ton yes. of research, and are prepared for what you're getting into. Yeah,
0: if, you, if you're going to invest the money in a full cage and probably a misting system and and the lighting and all that, then yes. But if you're going, ah, I just want to get this lizard and I'm gonna put it in this tank and I'll feed. It. That's not the lizard for you. Right. Get a get a leopard gecko. If you just want to put it in the tank and throw some crickets to it, those guys will do fine. So and then uh, the next video is Snake Discovery. Emily we were at Snake Discovery did one. It was they were spying on their pet alligator. They got a security camera. You know, they have that uh that alligator that is um, dwarfed because of prior to them getting it, the care that it had prior to them getting it, it is smaller. Um, but they got the security camera and they put it in there. And they could watch it. And the really interesting thing about that video was they were able to see behavior that they had never seen. And they've had this alligator for a while now, but they actually saw it do death rolls. Like they have a, one of those, um, Jolly ball, uh, animal toys with like the handle on it and it grabbed it and it would death roll for like a good minute almost. And super fast. I mean, it was shooting water everywhere over their basement because, like, they have a little pool inside of a closed-in area in their basement, and it basically knocked half the water out of that pool doing death rolls. (laughs) Um, but the cool thing was they got to see a behavior that they never got to see when they're normally there. Um, and I know you have a camera. I have one. I haven't hooked my camera up in the new house, but you have a camera in your snake room, right?
1: Yeah. And that's more or less just, to check in on them. It's not zoomed up to any cage. You know, it's just kind of a broad view of all my animals. Um, so
2: when we... Uh, I'm sorry, I didn't mean to cut you off. No, go when, ahead. when we were registering for baby stuff, when we found out I was pregnant, James actually did a bunch of research on baby monitors to see if there was going to be a video monitor that once we were done with with Joe, he could transfer into the snake room and use as a camera system in the snake room no, no, that's one, bought really. no one bought it for him but he did <laughs> register for it oh, um, that's he, funny. he ended up getting getting a camera later and it annoyed me because at the old house anytime you would turn the light on or anytime you would open the door he would get an alert on his phone that would say mm-hmm. there was motion detected in this in the snake room so he always knew when one of us was in his room <laughs> Yes, I have to turn on my <laughs> notification for that because I'll walk
1: in the room and I hear the camera click on, but I don't actually get a notification for it, but I, I want to that way. I mean, what's the purpose if I'm not home and I don't get notifications? That's, that's exactly. dumb. Yeah.
0: <laughs> yeah. So like yours and my camera are, are just a, a broad camera to kind of be able to see our room from wherever we are. It's, I'm assuming yours has the pan and tilt from your phone. You can control it, move it around.
1: Actually, no, it's an old school version. I can manually move it. So um, I just have the screen up basically and I just get as wide of a view of my room as possible.
2: That's it. So so James actually had when he was going to have the Red Tails born last year. Um, he actually set the camera up on her cage so I could log in from the website because I had the code to be able to view the feed. And so when we thought she was going to give birth, my fifth graders and I actually pulled it up on our board in our classroom Mm -hmm. and we, we watched, we just had her like in the corner minimized in case she went into labor so we could watch her. Well, I,
0: I thought before I bought it because we were going on a cruise and she was supposed to, she was due the week of the cruise right? and I wanted to be able to see it from the cruise. So I could tell my friends, hey, go over and, and get the babies for me. But she luckily had all of her babies the day right before we left for the cruise. I remember that. Um, but it's also great because uh, I'll have friends. When we're out to and i have friends come over and take care of it. And I, can, I know when they're there and I'll turn on the camera and I can talk to them through the camera because it's got a speaker and a microphone. Um, it's got pan and tilt so I can move it around the room and look at stuff. Uh, it's come in really handy. But I know that Riley uh, Riley Jemison. And I know that Brandon our but over there at the Canadian Herpetology podcast, they both have cameras to be able to see what their animals are doing. They have them in cages. And so they can actually see them moving around again, see behavior. Riley did a whole video on what the Madagascan hog where you got to see, like they're interacting with each other at night when he wasn't there. Um, so that was really cool. You get to see a whole different kind of like breeding behavior that you wouldn't see normally.
2: Joe with uh, from the ground up and Port City Pets, they had he had a video.
0: He had a, a one of his customers set up a video in a corn snake cage.
2: That's right. That was really cool and to you watch. Saw
0: how much the like, corn snake moved? Like it moved all night. Like that corn snake in that video. I don't know if you ever saw that one, April. Mm-mm. But that corn snake like constantly moved. It was crazy how much it moved around the cage. Um, you know, cause we walk in, we get a snapshot of our animals just sitting still usually, but you put a camera on them, especially when the lights go out, you put a camera on them uh, and their, their whole behavior changes. So I thought it was really neat. If anybody out there, it's not that expensive to buy these cameras. on these go on eBay. You can find them for 50 bucks or less. Um, and, and they hook right up to your Wi-Fi, and you can see them on your phone. Uh, I would recommend anybody doing it. Just, I mean, even if it's, if it's for peace of mind, when you're out of town, you want to be able to see your room do that so my two cents on on cameras
1: <laughs> i'm but glad I, I have mine
0: i've enjoyed mine I, I since we've moved i had it hooked up at one point and then i moved some stuff around i gotta figure out where i'm gonna put it so that i can see the most in my room um the next two videos both came from dave kaufman who we've had on here before but they did not come i don't know if people realize dave has two channels Dave has Dave Kaufman's Reptile Adventures, which is what most of us, if you're watching, are watching. And then he has Dave Kaufman's Animal Adventures, which are other videos outside of reptiles. And he had one this week on owls, and if owls make good pets. And I feel like I knew the answer to that before I ever watched the video. I'm pretty sure the answer was no. Um,
2: <laughs> but they are such fascinating animals, and he always does really such are. an awesome job with his videos.
0: Yeah, I love Dave's videos. i just, when we had him on here, he was also to talk to, but I, I, he's one of the few on YouTube and I don't care if anybody wants to badmouth him, whatever. I love his videos.
2: We've um, used, um, like James said earlier, I'm an English teacher. I don't teach science. I just have all these cool animals, but we've done research projects on our class pets before and I've used some of Dave Kaufman's videos for their research. And then we've, you know, this is how you, you write up your bibliography to include a video and all that fun stuff.
0: Way to make all this boring. Anyways, I know. (laughs) So the one on owls was really neat. He went to an owl like sanctuary in Minnesota that does a lot of outreach, and they had several different species of owl. They had one of my favorites, which is the screech owl. I love screech owls. They Um, are cute, itty bitty owls with the big old tufts of feathers around the ears. Um, But that was just a neat one to watch because it wasn't. I like when he does the animal adventure stuff because we watch a lot of stuff on reptiles, but it's really neat to see some of the other things out there that are non-reptile related. So, and then uh, on his reptile adventures, one he went to an abandoned amusement park. It was like a hundred-year-old abandoned amusement park in Minnesota. They built it on this island. It like worked for like five years, and then they just shut it down. And the whole island has grown over this place, like really grown up and over most of it. You
2: know, that's not creepy at all.
0: Well, it's, it's it wasn't really like there wasn't super mm. creepy stuff.
2: There. I feel like I, movies <laughs> are filmed about this, and that's going to be a hard <laughs> no for me. No, it, there weren't like, it's not a, like
0: weren't like buildings and everything. It was basically just like. Uh pilot.
2: were like the lot like the rides and stuff left?
0: No. At okay. the rides. And the really neat thing was he does show in there. Uh they used to have to take us on an island, so they used to have to take these big ferries from the mainland to the island. Oh my goodness. And they sank the ferries in the lake, because humans, we don't give a shit about nature. They sank the ferries in the lake. Um and he apparently has another production because he does a lot of production stuff. He has another crew that was doing shooting something on that, and he had some footage of where they went underwater and they shot underwater footage of all the Oh different my fairies. goodness so it was like like the old titanic footage you see the t- titanic underwater yeah it was like that one of these big ferry ships uh at the bottom of this lake oh wow so that was a really cool video to see and then on the island i mean he caught he everywhere he stepped he said he could hear snakes every every step he could hear them but the grass is so tall it's overgrown that he couldn't find them all but he did catch a handful of uh, garter snakes he found these really cool um, i think they're blue spotted salamanders hmm they are black with like, these baby blue spots all over them. They were really pretty. And I did learn something new. Okay, so I, I've never taken the time to actually figure out the difference between a newt. And if I have, I've, I've forgotten it. But the difference between a newt and a salamander. But newts, did you know newts had three life cycles?
2: I did not.
1: I,
0: I take April's silence by the fact she didn't know either.
1: No. I don't know anything about newts or salamanders. I was
0: about to say, so I can tell me. It's so totally start, new. They start out in the larval stage, swimming around in the water. And then they... Sorry,
2: I, all all I can I started I started laughing. All I could think of was she turned me into a newt. But anyway,
0: <laughs> I got better. Anyway, sorry, I'm sorry. <laughs> if, if no one gets that, your life is horrible, and you uh, see Monty Python and the Holy Grail. Sorry. Anyways, so the larval stage in the water, then they come on land and they look like you know, um, was it the little fire belly newts that they used to sell at pet stores all the time? Mm-hmm. They look like that. They look like huh. a little lizard, walk, like a little newt walking around on land. But then their third – that's only the middle stage. Their third stage is actually revert back to aquatic stage.
2: That's crazy.
0: The adult stage goes back to an aquatic stage.
2: And then they die in the water at that phase. It's yeah. like a mysterious little That's animal that so I crazy.
0: I didn't know that.
2: <laughs> I figured they just stayed yeah. in that lizard I mean they were like salamanders. Yeah. Salamanders were
0: in the water and they come out and they walk on land and then somewhere they die.
2: That's crazy. But yeah, there's
0: a there's three stages to a newt's life. They go back into the water and they are stage. So the, that walking around on land underneath the log stage that you find if you find a newt is actually the middle stage. So. Interesting. Oh, interesting thing I saw on that. I video. didn't know that. But yeah, it was it was a cool video and he gives a little history of the uh of the island and the amusement park and why it was built there. Um, and then just forgotten about, it. like I said, it was like a hundred years ago. And so it's really overgrown in, in it's, it's a full on forest now. And you just find remnants of like uh, tile and brick and stuff around the place. But there's a little
1: like rabbit hole you can go down on for abandoned amusement parks. And hmm, do you remember no. like the shark that they found? <laughs> uh, Cause they went to a, there was a abandoned amusement or like, I think it was amusement park and they had uh, a shark in formaldehyde and they like did this whole thing about taking the shark out and um
0: i never saw this rehabilitating
1: Uh -uh. it and that kind of thing i forgot what honestly
0: rehabilitating a shark in formaldehyde it Uh, had
1: to be dead it was dead you like fixing it up (laughs) 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 fixing it
0: back up restoring there we go if they rehabilitated (laughs) that shark that is fucking amazing.
2: That's a zombie <laughs> shark. <No. laughs> this is why no. I don't they, do scary things.
1: No, they were uh, like to restore it, try to you know, okay, bring it back. To, that's the
2: right word. Oh, yeah,
1: exactly. Was, restore. You know,
0: saying, <laughs> I was
2: like, they brought
0: back this dead shark <laughs> and then it ate Samuel L. Jackson and tried to kill LL Cool J. Oh
1: I know, gosh. right? <laughs> uh, but uh, yeah, there's a whole rabbit hole for that. I don't know. I can't remember where it was. Somewhere not in the United States. Um, and I don't even know what year it was, but yeah, I, I went down a whole rabbit hole because That's of that so uh, abandoned amusement parks.
0: That is weird. What's mm-hmm. weird. Like, uh, so when we first started dating, I remember going to, uh, the Six Flags in New Orleans, but then after Katrina wiped it out, they never reopened it. Mm-hmm. So like driving by it now is, and seeing mm-hmm. pictures of it is super creepy. So, like, nope. I've been there. And, but now it's all like overgrown and swampy looking and like. It's it's really weird to see pictures of a place (laughs) that you've been to that now looks like it's been abandoned for forever, but really only been abandoned since what two thousand five six. Yeah, Katrina was. So yeah, now that was weird. Anyways, so that was Dave Coffin's videos. Y'all should go check them out. I'm sure everybody listening here does watch Dave Coffin. If you don't, you should. I mean, production out of all the people on YouTube that do reptile stuff, I think his production value is, I mean, better better than everybody. I don't know, anybody does better production value than Dave Kaufman's videos and the fact that he travels the world when he does his videos are really neat. Um, oh, I did find one this week, Reptiles and Research. Um, I apparently added it at some point to my YouTube list and didn't realize it, but he did a video this week that I thought was very interesting that I think our listeners may find interesting. Uh, he bought a, a small, like, Nano Exoterra front-opening terrarium or vivarium that had a rusted screen lid. It had hard water stains all over the inside of it. It had sticker glue on the outside of it. It Looked pretty rough. And he shows you throughout the video how to recover that. He bought it for super cheap, which you can find them usually for free on Facebook, marketplace or Craigslist or really cheap. And sometimes you think, ah, it just looks too bad. I don't think I can fix it up. But he showed that you take the screen lid, you soak it in white vinegar yeah, so Dude, like vinegar
1: will fix That's almost everything that stuff is yeah. magical well, it's yeah it's <laughs> acetic
0: acid so acetic acid can eat through a lot of stuff and all the hard in- water
1: marks yeah. that i would do vinegar so- on that too
2: great well, cleaner he- i'll
0: get to that in a second get something else but for the screen lady he soaked it in vinegar for like four hours and took a toothbrush and scrubbed it pretty well in the vinegar and you saw the rust come off i mean it looked almost new at that point shiny and silver so that was awesome and then for the hard water marks he used um a, like a paste that is made to actually take hard water marks off. I think it was called like bartender's friend or something like that, but take off of glasses. Like when they clean glasses and they get hard water marks and it's this paste that you, and you just put it on there interesting, and then scrub it off and, and rinse it clean. And it gets rid of the hard water marks. Cause if anybody's ever had hard water marks in like a, a fish tank or I was something,
2: aquarium. once that
0: water drop water level drops, they show up They're nearly impossible to get off and you should have to fill it back up. So you can't see them um but he used this this gel this paste and i remember the zoo we had a paste i forget what it's called but it did the same thing and then for the glue he used basically some other version of like gooby gone if you've ever used gooby gone that stuff is amazing it gets rid of Mm -hmm.
2: also fabulous
0: (laughs) (laughs) it gets rid of glue and all that and he put that on there scraped the glue off and when he was done this dingy nasty crappy tank looked pretty good one thing that was interesting was you know if you've ever looked on a exoterra front opening they have those vents there just below the door mm-hmm. um they were full of like cocoa bedding and dirt and all so he used canned air like you would use to clean a keyboard or mm, something
1: that's smart
0: to blow it out of there before he cleaned it because if he cleaned it then all that would absorb water and then swell up inside of there
2: i could have really ripped the well
0: it wouldn't have broken anything but it would, it would, it would have been impossible it would have compacted in there and hard to get out yeah and so he blew it out of there before you soaked and sprayed it down with any water um, and cleaned all of that out first so it's a really cool video like i know a lot of people out there because those tanks can be expensive those front opening tanks can get pretty expensive Um, But you can find them really cheap, and if you can restore it, even better. That's cool. It was a cool video. I liked it just because he shows step-by-step how to do it, and it did. It looked really good afterwards.
2: And odds are, if your spouse is not into reptiles, they might be into things like that, where you buy something and flip it to make it great.
0: Well, the Exoterra and Zilla and everybody that does the front opening cages now really have changed it. Because it's a whole different look to your setup. Like, like we mm-hmm. have for Charlie, the Crested Gecko. That in a 10-gallon tank wouldn't look nearly as good as it does in that front opening tall oh, terrarium cage. Um, and so if someone says they don't like reptiles, it may be just because they have not seen it done in the way that you do it. A lot of people, when they picture reptiles, don't picture it the way most of us keep them. Or especially those that do bio- bioactive, they're usually not picturing that at all. And so if you can set stuff up bioactive, you can, a lot of times really change their mind when they come in and they see how pretty it can be. Mm-hmm. Uh, so that's one kind and of workaround. you can run. have
1: like a, a beautiful, the guy that I'm dating right now, he wants um, to have a snake in his living room for his child, just happens to be that he's dating someone heavily into snakes. I'm like, good timing on your part, but he wants something that's super decorative, but also something where his kids can like take out the snake and it's not only just a looksy one right so like gotcha. a uh, green tree python yes you can make that look really beautiful but that's probably not the one you want or an amazon tree right. boa. you know what i mean yeah. do you have plans yeah, are, with your brettles are, to do something similar to that yeah, i'm gonna do
0: a big old one for my brettles when it gets bigger
1: yeah and, and he's not super into snakes but if he could have this pretty display thing he's more okay with it
0: so have you figured out what kind of species you think will fit that best yet
1: uh so, because I do the short tails, he's been trying to be like, well, I could just get one of yours. And I'm like, I hmm. don't know. <laughs> I'm not um, sure that's so, really the kid-friendly yeah, snake that he wants. It might be one of the Sumatran short tails that just got hatched. If not, I kind of guided him to some carpet python species.
0: I think an IJ would be cool.
1: I don't know if it's like, quote-unquote, pretty enough for him. I was thinking more of jungle because you have the the yellow mm. and, and black. but But I think that would be – uh, a pretty good one where you can display and if you give them a perch they tend to perch so i don't know, you know, show there's them, that
0: show them some of those pictures of like jake or billy's ijs those ones have imported that have like tons of yellows and reds and, stuff, and oranges yeah. yeah those are really pretty i mean yeah like the the, the
1: and those are smaller too so they, they are smaller so you're,
0: yeah. you're talking smaller than a jungle so i'm just thinking in a living room kids it might be a a better option.
2: I mean, yeah. everybody considers something different when they're considering what is pretty, pretty. to them because, mm-hmm. I mean, Mexican black king snakes to me are absolutely gorgeous. And
0: well, the world obviously thinks they're pretty. It's about $200. I know. All of I, I was, down.
1: yeah it's like people like solid color things so like the solid black snakes
2: or solid white snakes when you have or like black and white stuff. snakes
1: yeah, I yeah. Was
2: the calico he, james has always made fun of me because i love what he calls boring snakes the because world is solid one color the world is gonna find out that his daughter and his wife secretly look at all the ball pythons when he's not with us <laughs> at shows
0: that's how they look at them we don't own any.
2: No, we know better.
1: <laughs> I was going to say they know better than that, at least.
2: Now I will say that our our daughter will actually take pictures of snakes at tables. To text him when she walks around without us at some of the smaller shows that we do, and it's nine times out of ten ball pythons. That's what I know, but that's also what she likes. Wonderful. We're still <laughs> I'm good with that. No, she got a corn snake instead.
0: Yeah, I can I can do corn snakes. I'm fine with corn snakes. <laughs> So, anyways, uh, those were the videos I had for the week.
2: I have a video. Uh oh. I, I thought about it while you were going through your videos. I actually sent this video. To you and april about three weeks ago and oh. it did not make the cut apparently so now okay, i'm going to talk about it
0: yeah please do talk about it oh crap you're I'm, so I, funny I'm like, oh no let me go back and see if i can find anything so
2: i emailed it to the reptile gumbo podcast oh, well, at that's, gmail.com that's like
0: hit
2: april. oh <laughs> yeah we well, okay, surely well, just failed you
1: completely on all ends that's okay.
2: So I, Oh yeah. And see, it's called slithering snakes. So I, you did watch this. i heard you watching it from the living room, but you never talked about it. And it was cool because it was a girl and that's important. So on top of being, It it was, but on top of being a fifth grade English teacher, I'm also a girl scout leader. And so I have lots of girls in my troop and they're, they're really interested in reptiles, which works out perfect because James always has something to show us when we have meetings. But one of the companies that does a lot with Girl Scouts is called Goldie Blocks. And it's kind of like Tinker Toys, but on a fancier level. Um, But this summer, since we've been in quarantine, they've been sending out these videos called camp episodes since all of our camps were canceled And we've had to start doing everything at home. So a couple weeks ago, the video was it featured a conservation biologist named Sam Sam Wins um, and her cool friend Wilson, who is a snake. And she basically throughout this video, and I'll I'll share it on y'all's page. If James, did you just do that? Oh, um, I'll share it with you. But it's it's geared at kids and it 's all about learning how to protect the ecosystems and saving animals like snakes from extinction and She even goes in to show you the different tools that they use in her field, um, how they track reptiles, how they track birds she's um, she doing. is she 's a conservation biologist yeah. and um, she does programs right and so Wilson actually does all of her programs with her. Um, which is her snake, um, and so, but she okay, does so daily. Funny. She does daily shows at I forget where. I think it's out in California.
0: Yeah, animals like gopher
2: snakes. I think so. Yeah, um, but it's it was just the video was so neat because when you think about people that are going herping and c- catching snakes in the wild for research, or even just going to look at them for fun, you don't think about everything that needs to be done. Um, and she actually goes into pretty decent detail about this is the tool that we use and this is the catch box that we use and this is how it works and this is why it's safe for the animal for us to, to use. And she talks about trackers that are, that are put in the animal so that they can do research and, and they weigh them and they measure them and, and things like that. And it's, it's just, it's really neat. Number one, it was really neat to see a woman doing it, Mm -hmm. um, because, that's another thing that i get a lot of is like oh your husband has reptiles well yeah i do too um you know i i do know some things i pay attention enough when he talks that i i do know some things um sorry i'm over here things it's okay uh but that's why i like that facebook
1: group too yes the, the female what is the title of it
2: i'm in it like daily and i can't remember the freaking title the, i know
0: the the she woman man haters club
2: that's right james she woman reptile club that's
1: what we are i'm like punch him for that one i know <laughs> god but but i think it's just females i'm gonna look it up right now because this bothers me but anyway go, that's keep going like,
0: like i was talking earlier when i asked you about how you if people when they talk to you on your dating apps if they're expecting you or something different because usually if someone hears about snakes they expect a guy covered in tattoos or a chick covered in tattoos and leather and, and pretty weird and they don't. They don't see like what well, you, an average person, owning them. So.
2: I hide my weird very well. You
1: <laughs> are. I mean, I, hide I generally it. hide my weird <laughs> until a little bit later on, and then it comes out, and they're like, "Hmm, I'm not sure about this one." Right. <laughs> um, the group is called Female Herpers
2: and Reptile Keepers. So yeah, but it, it. it was it was really cool to see that video, and then of course I shared it with my Girl Scout troop, and they loved it, and they thought it was so neat because it also shows, hey. This is something I could do. Like, if mm-hmm. I really do love biology and I love the conservation of things, um, I'm sorry, I was distracted by this person over here selling a snake.
0: Don't um, no, me, I'm
2: just doing business. Oh my that's gosh. Okay. That's okay. <laughs> oh my gosh.
1: Um, no, but that's great. So then they can kind of see what's out there in the science world.
2: Right. And I I, I do not want to sound like a feminist by any stretch of the imagination and, you know, we're better than you are type thing. Because that is not me. I, I would put feminism back 50 years and be a stay-at-home wife in a heartbeat. <laughs> um, but with that being said, especially for our daughter who is getting so into reptiles, it's important. For me and for James, it's important for her to have role models, she like she watches Emily's YouTube channel, mm-hmm. um, Snake Discovery. She loves it. She talked about you, April, nonstop after we met you um, that weekend in New Orleans. She's got your stickers all over her bedroom. It cracks <laughs> me up. So and funny. she would because fi- you hid them in my car. Yeah, I did. <laughs> and so she would randomly find another sticker, and then I would find it somewhere else in the house. So, um, but it, it's just it's really cool to me and. The fact that there are people out there that want to educate our children, because if you think about it, our kids and the kids that are getting involved,
0: children are our future.
2: They are. You laugh at me for that, but they really are It's
0: horrifying. I've seen the children and I'm horrified.
2: So uh, this is how you can tell I'm an elementary teacher and he's a high school teacher.
0: <laughs> I, I, I see them as they are closer to becoming part of the world. You yes. See in, in, in when they're, they're still
2: like, moldable. Oh, like, oh no. They could
0: be better people. No, they're mm-hmm. not.
2: They could. Some are not all, but uh-huh. some are, but it is important for us to take the time. I, I feel to educate the kids and give them opportunities to join our field our hobby whatever you want to call this reptile life that we lead
1: yeah the craziness that we call our life i
2: know <laughs> never a dull moment that is for
1: sure you Megan. what who are you and me or him
0: staring
2: at me like <laughs> you i don't know if you want to talk about this on the <laughs> podcast or not though i don't know yet. we had an we had an outing this past week where we went, we went out into the field. Oh, I know what you want to talk about. Oh, How, yeah, do we want okay. to talk about that later? About that later. Okay. The, the okay. Okay. Sorry. I, I, now you'll all be um, on the edge of your seat waiting to hear. Yep. I didn't know if we were going to talk about that or not. We'll, so. we'll be talking about
1: it next week. If anyone's friends with James though, on his Facebook or Katie, I was gonna you to say I'm, you,
2: are, you are already aware of what <laughs> you already know. <laughs> all right, put uh, your notebook up. You can sell snakes right? later. You have the uh, agenda. Come on. Okay. All right. <laughs>
0: I have been selling since- my
2: roommate is getting
1: here. I need to put myself on mute. Cause the dogs are going to go crazy.
0: I can hear them. Okay. Uh, so the next thing I want to talk about was Justin Smith. So we had talked about, I'll bring up Justin Smith in a second, but we talked about previously on episode. Um, kind of, do you have any plans if something were to happen to you for your collection? Do you have any plans? And Justin had talked about it a little bit afterwards and, he made a PDF, a little file that he put out there for anybody to get. If you see done. I think we're on Palmetto coast. There's a couple of places. You can find Justin Smith's Facebook. And it's a PDF for each person to fill out what to do with their collection. If something were to happen to them, it was very interesting. It had a spot for a list of uh, people that your collection should go to or should contact for what to do with your collection. A list of where the money should go from sales also had a list And for those of you that have – I mean, many of you know, it it had a list of people that not to sell your animals to because some of you know you have people you do not want your animals going to. If you've been in the hobby long enough, there are people that you just don't want your stuff to end up in the hands of those people.
2: That's your last final, like,
0: screw you. It's not screw you. It's you suck as a person. (laughs) Um, Also had a great – had an inventory sheet for your animals, all the animals you have and all the information you need to know about each one of them. An inventory sheet for the physical stuff like cages and thermostats and all the other equipment but it was a whole breakdown and it, it's a really great, it's not a legal document, but it's a great thing to leave behind for the people that may have to take care of that when you're gone and they don't have an idea. Cause we talked about how, how your spouse, your significant other is with your collection. It does not always mean your significant other knows what to do with that collection. Cause I can tell you yeah. right now, Katie doesn't know most of what I have in this room.
2: Nope. I sure
0: don't. And so, I mean,
2: that's why we have friends.
0: Yeah. <laughs> but there's enough people. I know that she can contact you. Right. Yeah. Other people. And that- Katie
1: knows the people, yeah. but yes. have like a spouse that like for me, I live in Memphis and I'm my family and most of the people for reptile stuff are either through Facebook or just farther away. So my local friends here that would be able to help me may not know the
2: people that they need to call. Well, and we've also, we've talked about this, James and I, before like when we travel just the two of us should something happen to the two of us you know we have plans for our child and we have plans for our dogs and I've made it a point that like my parents know like they know who you are and they know who some of our other reptile people are so they would have people that they could reach out to to help mm-hmm. with reptiles and things like that sure. but I mean in the this is going to sound awful. I'm going to try not to be a downer, but in the world we're in right now, especially with schools about to start again, for those of you that are teachers that don't have the luxury of teaching virtually and are actually going back face to face like we are, it's you know it's kind of nice to have a plan, worst case scenario type situation um, because it's one less thing that you have to worry about, and you know you have people. Yeah. that you trust helping you with animals that you love so much. And if you have everything planned
1: out and set, it's it's already uh, like worst case that you end up dying. Okay. We'll go worst case here. Like, if that's already a stressful event for the people in your life that are trying to get things situated. Oh, so then, absolutely. if they have to deal with that on top of it, mm-hmm. you know, if it's all laid out, that just helps them out so much more. So it's almost like a little gift you can give them <laughs> when you leave right. because you're relieving so much stress. Oh, I know, yeah, that is a downer. But at the same time, I think but it's you really need important to, be re- to have it's, that.
2: It's responsible. I yeah. mean, think about it. You have a life insurance policy for, in case something happens to you. This is. Almost like that, but for your snakes, and it's when you have—if you have one or two—I could understand not having this, but when you have as many as you have, or you have as many as James does, or some of these other guys that are in the the field and in the the hobby, I wouldn't even know where to begin with with like your snakes, for example, Uh, because I don't know. I would call Matt. I would call Matt Minatola because I met him in Tinley and I know he has the same types of snakes that you do. And I would Mm -hmm. say, Matt, what do I do? And Mm -hmm. I feel that Matt would help me. But again, if you don't know the people, then it's not going to help you. Yeah. So it's, it's all about being responsible guys. Be responsible. Ooh, that's pretty. Sorry. He's scrolling through Facebook. (laughs) I know. I was waiting on when that was going to get brought up. (laughs) I'm such a mom. (laughs)
0: <laughs> well, but a, it's good though someone of the group some, needs to somebody this needs pump. to make sure everybody
2: eats <laughs> yeah. that's my job <laughs> exactly
1: oh that's so f- funny
0: scrolling through facebook i was trying to find the best place to yes, find that link um but i know you can contact justin smith through palmetto coast exotics and he can get it to you but i i would recommend anyone out there with a collection to get this fill it out make sure that it's in the hands – you have copies in the hands of people that need to have it or it's somewhere they can get it. Um, just so, and, and if you wanted to make it legal, then you'd have to go get lawyers involved and everything, but there's at least some way that – notarized
2: maybe. I don't know how don't know. all that works.
0: But your family can, can help. It will alleviate some stress on them if it were to happen. And also, mm-hmm. while I'm talking about Justin Smith, just because he's the busiest man in the reptile hobby. Um, also, if you haven't checked out the Herpetoculture magazine, you should go check that out you can Google search herp culture magazine. It's the first thing that popped up. They are on issue number, I don't know about to you number nine, but I think the new issue is dropping today, tomorrow, very soon. I remember hearing on the last podcast, it's coming very soon.
2: And because Justin is so wonderful and he does listen to your show, he can always just go to Facebook and, and link us to that PDF. That's true.
0: I've seen it like 15 times. And I, I know find
2: it. you've shown it to me as well, but,
0: uh, yeah, you should check out the herp culture magazine, uh, Or go check over their their new Facebook, the rebranded Facebook, the Herpes Culture Network, which involves uh, the bajillion podcasts that uh, Justin does and all the many, many things that Justin does. But you should definitely find his form that he made. It's a great form. Everybody should have it. Everybody should fill it out. I thought it was worth mentioning. Everybody should do that. And Then the next thing I saw was Scott Borden. I didn't realize, and you said you knew, Scott Borden had a blog. (laughs) But I don't actually, I don't, look at blogs because we've already talked about this before. I don't read. I know. Uh, but I did read Scott Borden's blog here. It popped up and it was uh, fact versus fiction uh, myths like snake keeping myths.
2: Oh, nice. And So
0: one was like, your pet needs regular baths as part of its husbandry to stay healthy. April, do you think that's true?
1: No, but I have a funny story about that. Um, <laughs> when, when I say that, like I, if I'm at work and I'm like, yeah, I got to go home and clean some snakes. They automatically think I'm giving them baths.
0: Just <laughs> oh. up, uh, but,
1: I'm like, like, no, no, I'm just I'm changing their water and cleaning up poop. Oh, okay. Like, <laughs> My bearded like dragon. Like
0: Ernie in a bathtub on uh, <laughs> yeah. Sesame Street, just with all the bubbles and your yeah.
2: rubber ducky. So funny. My bearded dragon likes to swim, and it's really good exercise for her legs.
0: That's different than scrubbing them down and giving them a week. This is true. So yes, that is that is a myth. That was one of the myths. Uh, bad sheds mean bad humidity, and you need to miss the snake more. And this is one. Uh,
1: this hits my heart pretty heavily.
0: <laughs> m- many people believe that it's just humidity is the issue, and, and, and I was that way. I, you know, yeah, humidity. You got to get the humidity up there. That's another. That's a whole other story where people misunderstand humidity and dampness. Humid. L- come to Louisiana, you'll understand what humidity <laughs> is. Um, but he talks in here, it's not just humidity. It's a lot of it has to do with hydration. Your
2: animal animal needs to
0: be hydrated. And many people I think will say, well, I've got a big water dish in there. I've watched my snakes. They could still have, they could (laughs) still have water, but if it's water that's been in there for four or five days, they're not drinking from it. But if you go empty it right now, put brand new water in there, Give them 30 minutes, they'll go over and they'll drink out of it.
2: So it's it's funny that you say that. People that use like Blistex or Carmex or some type of lip balm, my brain just totally <laughs> forgot that word. I was looking at him like he's going to tell me the word. But if you <laughs> use some type of chapstick or lip balm, a lot of people... Yes, it is caused by the wind or sun chapping your lips, but it's also because you're dehydrated. So if you think about it, that does make sense that it would be similar for your reptiles.
0: They've got to produce that whole layer of moisture underneath the skin that helps secrete, helps spread it. So if they don't have that moisture in their body, they can't really produce that layer, and so it doesn't come off in one nice piece. So along with humidity, hydration, vitally important. That was a good question. Uh, good myth thing there. Speaking of
2: hydration, were you aware, according to my doctor, that you're supposed to drink half of your weight in ounces of water a hey, I'm day? A big girl, that's a lot of water, uh, yeah. isn't yeah, it? I though I food looked food. at him and said, "Well, then, no, I'm not drinking half of what I need to. I'm only drinking about a fourth. <laughs> but I didn't didn't know that.
0: Look, I told her Coca-Cola has water in it. No, it does. No, that's the liquid part of Coke. So I'm drinking. No. Uh, next myth. My pet is lonely and needs a friend. Jesus Christ, no, it doesn't.
2: Oh.
0: (laughs) Now, with that said, we have talked before on previous episodes about things like garter snakes that do well in communities, and they have found in studies that they do actually seek out individuals, not just their own species, but actual individuals. So he does talk about here most species uh, do not require a friend. Your your snake is not lonely. But there are some species that do live communally. There are some lizard species. I was species.
2: I was just about to bring up lizards because my my bearded dragon. No. I don't care no. what you say. Yeah. No. She <laughs> no. likes people.
0: That's different. That's different, and and, and it's probably also not true. But he, they're talking about putting another bearded dragon in there with that bearded dragon. Okay, no, that's a bad idea. That's
2: a bad idea. Okay. Yeah. But I could be her friend.
0: Be her friend all you want. (laughs) You boop a snoot. I made it. I
2: wish y'all could see his face when I give him a hard time. It's like my favorite part.
0: Uh, This one you can't. You can't put baby or small snakes in a larger enclosure.
2: Why not?
0: Yeah. that's the myth like
2: that's my first my first question is why not if you set it up correctly
0: that's what you
2: might not be able to find it which is kind of the problem i'm having with charlie right now our christy (laughs) gecko because he was loving all of these plants that he had i'm sure he's quite happy about that oh man
0: last night after i turned the lights out went back a couple hours later he was out and about climbing around so um but this one is a big myth you you can put a baby snake or a small snake in a large enclosure if done correctly you said Lots of hiding places, a lot of cover. They don't want to be in a big, open, like, 40-gallon breeder tank with just aspen bedding. Yeah, they're not going to like that. They need some hides, some things to go under. Um, But just in case anybody's wondering, the world is not a small cage. So Mm -hmm. and they do pretty fine out there.
2: How horrible is it that I feel like – I mean, the hydration one was interesting. I didn't know that one. But, like, some of the rest of this stuff, I feel like it's common sense.
0: Common sense is not common.
2: But – it's, it's like the hairdryer rule The on the warning okay, label the for shower. the hairdryer. Don't use the hairdryer in the shower. I'm like, really? Somebody well, had to do it. it. Or yeah. I, went, <laughs> hey, roll.
0: I don't give a shit. The best warning label <laughs> is still the warning label oh my on the side of a five-gallon bucket with the baby upside down in a five-gallon bucket. It's just a picture of a baby upside down in a five-gallon bucket. Of water.
2: And it's got it's the. a
0: hilarious picture.
2: I don't know what the actual symbol is, but it's the no smoking, the circle with the line through it. I'm sure there's a specific name.
0: It's a hilarious picture. Uh, he next, talks about next this next all the time. here was a seven to 10 foot constrictor is not dangerous, it is not a dangerous animal. If handled alone, it uh, can't harm a human.
1: Uh, well, we know that's not true. Yeah. Well, it's like people ask me, like, oh, could your snakes hurt you? It's like, well, technically, my corn snake could kill me, technically. Yeah, if it gets you around your neck and you don't get it off, yes, technically it could kill you. So, so
0: like, when I had my eight foot boa, I made sure Katie knew that I was working. Whenever I'd open the cage to clean, I gave her a heads up. This is what I'm going to do.
2: Yeah, uh, and I knew what to do if she were to latch on or something like that.
0: So that was those were the ones on here. This is actually a two part. This is the second part. I need to go back and read the first one. It's a, a first part of uh, facts versus fiction, but you should definitely check out Scott Borden's blog on medium.com at Morelia Life 33.
2: I don't read blogs anymore, and I I feel like I should get back into that. I don't either,
0: but I like like the way Scott did this, and it was written very well.
2: Yes, but I enjoy reading and do it for a hobby for fun.
0: Yeah, well, that seems ridiculous. Scott, if you want (laughs) want me to watch or read these, you should put them into vlogs and just join the 21st century and make or videos. just
2: keep writing no don't listen yeah to them. or just listen, keep writing don't, don't listen to them don't bend to james what do they know this would actually <laughs> this would actually be really good to use at school it's, it's see there you go i know my principal wants like crazy for you i know my principal wants me to start a zoology club mm, so be this could be fun although i don't really know how we're going to do clubs this year but that's neither here nor there
0: <laughs> um and then last couple of things were podcasts. I listened to, I've listened i had time to listen to podcasts since I'm just hanging out at home. Uh, Herpetological Highlights did one. It wasn't their most recent. I think it was the one before that. But it was on Samboas. And something that was really cool was they, uh, well, first off, I kind of know how ball python people feel now when they listen to me because they kind of badmouth how goofy Samboas look the whole time about their <laughs> eyes being on top of their head and all that, which are all things I love about them. But with that said, ball pythons still suck. So moving on. Uh, they talked about samboas and they talked about the egg-laying sandboas because there are two species of egg-laying sandboa: the Saharan Sanboa and the Arabian Samboa. You told me about this. I did, and the really cool thing they found in the paper was um, so. I, and I should have written it down, but there's a, basically a law in science. Apparently, they talk about uh, the evolution of species, and they they will not revert to an earlier stage. Um, yada yada yada. The law may now have to be changed from being a law because what they have found is that, as we know with most samboas, they are live bearing. And the Saharan samboas do lay a weird little egg that incubates for 14 days and then hatches. So it is egg laying. And as it is widely accepted in science, snakes came from egg laying species originally. So any live bearing species now have evolved to become live bearing species. What they have found and I'd always assumed that the uh, the Saharan Sambo was just behind the times and hadn't evolved all the way to, to live birth. But what they have found is that it did and that it is now reverted back to being egg-laying. So it went against this, what was originally a law, which laws are supposed to be the same every time, and this is not. Um, it actually was uh, live birth and then went back to egg-laying. So I thought that was interesting.
1: That is very interesting.
0: And then last thing, which, real quick was word on the snake of mine had Marco Shea on it. And uh, I just wanted to fanboy over that. And I need to figure out a way to have Marco Shea on my podcast and make it work. <laughs> so that is my plan for the future.
1: Make it work for this style of
2: podcast that we have.
0: It, it may change for one week. <laughs> so understood.
2: On. Understood. He tossed around ideas for quite a while last night, trying to figure out how this could work. <laughs> That's so funny.
0: So, um, awesome. But we're running out of time. I know we need to go. I will so I have a, I will fill you all in on my story about what happened. Oh yes. Next week. We'll have more time next yes. week. Yes. Um but I'll fill you in then. It was very interesting. It had to do with me catching snakes in the wild.
2: So Yay. That was fun.
0: So that was it. That was our show. way to go, Katie? Woo woo woo. Hey, Katie, I think
1: if I ever can't make it, I think you would be an excellent sit-in host.
2: Oh, thank you. Mm-hmm. I've enjoyed it. This has been a lot of fun. I, I I don't listen every single week like I should and sometimes I get three or four episodes behind, but I do get caught up uh when I'm doing things around the house like laundry or whatever. Um and so it's it's really great to listen to. I'm a super dork and I could listen to James talk for hours. So it's you know, it's good for me. The dog also enjoys listening to his voice, which is really funny. I gotta get a video of that one week. And she she just hears it and perks up a little bit. She does. She can't find him, but she hears his voice and she gets super excited. (laughs) He's her favorite. That's so funny. So, all right. You got to ask me though. You always ask before you close. What? How can people get in touch with me? Uh, I'm important. Some people might want to talk to me.
0: (laughs) Okay, Katie. How can people get in touch with you?
2: You can contact the Reptile Gumbo Podcast and they can tell me (laughs) that you want to talk to me. You are so funny. Uh, great. Oh my goodness. Uh, right. but I mean, I'm on Facebook. I'm Katie Bosarge Lewis on Facebook. Um, I don't actually even know what my profile picture is right now. I think it's my bitmoji for my classroom. Yep. It is. Yep. 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 And that's about it.
1: So you can find me at designer exotics on Instagram, YouTube and DesignerExotics.net. Um, and I'm on Facebook. Forgot about that one. Yep.
0: You can find me at simply serpents on Facebook or simply underscore serpents on Instagram. You can also find me on morph market. I'm putting a lot of snakes up there recently <laughs> and they're selling really fast. So if anybody else <laughs> wants to buy snakes from me, that'd be awesome. Uh, and if you want to get a hold of us, it is the reptile gumbo podcast on Facebook. Each week we'll make posts where you can come in tell us what you saw that week, what you want us to talk about. Give us suggestions, help us fill in some of this time here. So we know what to talk about. You can find uh, you can email us at the reptile gumbo podcast at gmail.com uh and that is it that was episode twenty. we made it halfway through a year woop
2: woop. i know we did so well yeah so that means on that the one-year one year episode that, though i get to come back for the one-year episode since i was the halfway mark
0: that's ah! <laughs> so that's all i've got for tonight that's it thank you
2: see ya all right bye,
0: bye.